Grace and peace to you this morning. As we gather for worship today, I invite you to take two or three deep breaths, just a chance to settle yourself in this place and in this space. Let us now prepare our hearts and minds to worship God. Please rise and body your spirit for the call to worship. May the holy wisdom of God teach Teach our souls and guide our paths. May the loving truth of God enlighten our hearts and open our minds. May the living spirit of God give us life abundantly. be seated. I too share grace and peace with you in the name of Christ. Welcome to Westminster, whether this is your first time or you've been coming for a long time, we're thrilled that you're here. As we've been doing for the first few weeks of this renovation, I will offer some uh, extended housekeeping things in case you haven't been here uh, since we've migrated entirely into this room. If you need a restroom, and you brought a winter coat. Uh, They're located basically right behind this wall. There are two up on a trailer. They have running water and so forth. And then there's one that's accessible if steps are an issue for you, a gray one between us uh, and there. We have coffee and tea in the back of the sanctuary and, and donut holes for your refreshments after the service. I'm shocked that we've been doing this a month and nobody has gotten up mid-sermon and started to snack. Um, uh, but I, I'm sure next time I preach, that may happen, and I'm just talking about me. <clears throat> what else am I forgetting about uh, those details? Anything? Parking, 
Oh, yeah, parking too. Thank you for those of you who um, have in their ability and in their time schedule to come early and either park up the block or park over at Strawberry School and take the gorgeous path over or carpool or take your bicycle or walk, come through the garden as folks are doing right now. Um, That helps free up spots for, we were talking about you, it's okay. Um, (laughs) All positive. Um, But it frees up spots for those for whom that's not an option. Another option, too, is to come to the 8.30 service if you um, are an early riser. It's a, it's a slightly different flavor of a service, and it's lovely, but there's always a little more room there. Um, but however you get here, we're glad that you're here. Um, it's an exciting time at this church. Now let us regather into this time of prayer. Join uh, all of our voices in the community prayer in your bulletin. Let us pray. Gracious God... You have so richly blessed each one of us. In those times when we struggle to recognize your blessing, remind us of your love. Help us also to be a blessing for others. We pray for a just world in which all have enough, and none are left behind. Help us to stand in solidarity with the oppressed, the marginalized, in those the world forgets. Give us eyes to see the ways you are changing the world in which we live. Give us ears to hear your call, to join with you in this transformation. In a society so often divided, remind us that we are created in your image, each of us a beautiful reflection of you, each of us a blessing. Amen. Our prayers continue in quiet. Friends, hear the good news of the gospel, and it is good news. In Christ, there is a new creation. The old is gone, and the new has come. Know that we've been forgiven. Know that we have been set free, and be at peace. Amen. This time I invite the children to come forward for a time of discovery. We'll take it. We'll take it. Absolutely. Nice to see you all here. Welcome, welcome. Oh, another one coming to. Yeah, well, we'll find out, I guess. Yeah, no, we've got a couple. All right. All right. Well, welcome. It's good to see you all. Uh, Today, like we do once a month, we're having communion in worship. Now, I'm going to ask Bethany to, to bring over some of the elements because you all often have a special role in these that you um, often we have children bring the elements in as we sing as a kind of a reminder of everybody coming together and it's a it's kind of a nice thing now when i was your age um uh, we had communion in my church a little bit differently we had those same little squares of bread those are up there but then we had these teeny little cups anybody else grow up with those or yeah i know you have those holes in those pews now and i thought what could we stick in there flowers maybe um and uh, so these little cups of juice this big, and so you would, you would t- sit in your seat, you'd take a little square of bread, and you'd take a little drink from a little cup, and one time my brother turned to my parents and said, they don't give us nearly enough drink. <laughs> Why don't they do that? Uh, now, we laugh at that, but it's actually a really good question. What kind of meal is this? A little bit of bread and a little bit of juice. Well, I have an answer for you. That this meal for us is a symbol. That's kind of a big word. Not the symbols that smash together and make noise. But a symbol is something that stands in for something else. It's there to remind you of something else. And communion is to remind us of a whole bunch of special things. 
I don't have time to tell you all the things it reminds us about, but I want to give you one example of what it reminds us of. One of the many ways of thinking about communion, which you'll be invited to, is to think of it as a reminder of what God dreams for us, what God would love this world to look look like. And wouldn't you know that when Jesus talks about this, he says God's dream for us will be like a great big party, a dinner party. Maybe some of you are going to a party today around a football game. God says, Jesus says, uh, my dream for you is that one day it will be like a party. Now, let's think of the elements of a good party. Friends are there, people you really like that are fun. You get to be together. That's a good part of a party. Is a party sad and boring? Well, not a good one, right? Maybe a bad one, yeah. If you, maybe you go with your parents somewhere and it's kind of boring. This, yeah, yeah, I've, I've made that face many a time. But ideally, a good party is joyful, right? It's fun. Um, at a good party, there are treats. And guess what? There aren't just treats for like one or two people. There's enough for everybody. A good party serves food, not that's icky, but that is both delicious and good for you. I know that's hard to imagine sometimes, but delicious and good for you. And you know what the coolest thing about this party is? We get to eat with God at this party. So every week, every month when we have communion, part of what we're reminding ourselves is God's promise that if we all work together one day, it's going to be like a party for everyone. And you can start to look for the symbols in communion that teach you what that would look like. That's pretty neat. Okay, Um, I'm going to say a prayer, and then Bethany's going to actually take this cup and bread to the back of the sanctuary, and then hopefully a couple of you after Sunday school will bring it into us as a reminder, because the scripture said that a child would lead them one day, and you all become a symbol then for all these folks of God's promise. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for the communion meal, which should feel like a party because it reveals the promise of your coming party where all find joy, all find enough, and all can be together in harmony. Until that day, O God, help us to do the best we can to be good and to be kind. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, before you go anywhere, who are our middle school teachers or middle school leaders? And and our teachers, maybe you could just come right here. Because remember, we're still walking across the parking lot, so we'd be extra careful. Great. So who's teaching uh, Sacred Stories? Owen. So if you're good in Sacred Stories, you're going to line up behind Owen. And if you were in third and fourth, you're going to line up behind Ms. Catherine. And fifth, thank you. Go now in peace. Go now in peace. May the love of God surround you everywhere, everywhere you may go. Somebody said to me last week, you know, when the building is finished, we're going to miss this. Uh, And I think they're right. There's something sweet about being all hunkered in. And one of the nice things about our new Sunday school arrangement is you get to see all the middle school students stand up and go out with them. And teenagers love to kind of slip below the radar, but they're everywhere here if you just look for them. Uh, And it's wonderful to see them stepping up, helping with our youngest children. One of the ways that we take care of each other and we grow tighter as a Christian community is we share our joys and our concerns that we can connect more deeply later and that we can hold one another in prayer throughout the week and in this moment. So if you have a joy or a concern, um, please share it. Yes, Judy. Yeah, yeah. thank you, Judy. She reports on her daughter, Pam, Pam Morton, who many of us know, who had foot surgery this week, but we hear it's gone better than even expected, and so we continue to hold her in prayer. And you, of course. Yeah, please, Eunice. Yeah. Yes, we pray for the situation in China and the health there. And when I look at you, I can't help but think of Australia, too. I know you spent so long there, and so we hold that um, land in prayer as well. Others?
Carol. So prayers for a niece who's um, faced some real challenges and for a neighbor with a, with a new diagnosis. Yeah, we hold these folks in our hearts. Anyone else? Yeah, Peter. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I, I thought it, it's interesting. Boy, you all have evolved. I thought it was going to come out differently, but Jesus did say pray for your enemies. So... Um, so Peter prays for Kansas City. I, you know, it's funny. The Methodist Church um, outdoes us on, on church signage in Mill Valley. And I, I think the, the latest one has been God doesn't have favorites, but we do. So, uh, uh, Gil. Well, thank God for this. Yeah. <laughs> well said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's good to laugh. Yeah, it's good to laugh. Let's join in prayer. Gracious God, what a joy it is to have people with whom we can joke and laugh and feel joy when the world can feel so heavy. We do offer to you the heavy things of our hearts, the things that worry us about ones that are close to us, or the larger worries we carry with us about the world. We trust you, O God. We trust you both to work your miraculous hand in your creation, but also to inspire us to step up and to do our part, to be manifestations of you in this world, not perfect, not self-righteous, but humbly, loving what is right and trying our best to walk with you. So we ground ourselves in your Holy Spirit, We root ourselves in the one we call Christ. And it's his prayer now that we offer together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, Deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Our first reading today is from Paul's letter to the Corinthians, his first letter. Listen for how the Spirit is speaking to you through these words. Consider your own call, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, things that are not, to reduce to nothing things that are, so that no one might boast in the presence of God. God is the source of your life in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, in order that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. This is holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. Our second reading this morning is from the Gospel according to Matthew. This is a passage that is traditionally known as the Beatitudes. Known as the Beatitudes because Beatitude means blessing. So listen for how the Spirit may be speaking to you today. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This too is holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. Now if I had to choose some favorite passages from the Gospels, that would be a hard task. But I think this passage would be near the top of my list. And I like this passage for a couple of different reasons. The first is that in the Beatitudes, Jesus does what he so often did during his ministry. He blesses the unexpected. And for in his day and age, if you had power or wealth or status, it was assumed that God had blessed you. If you did not have those things, you were not blessed. In fact, it was thought that maybe you or someone in your family had certainly done something wrong. You know, a significant illness, for example, was seen as a punishment for a sin. But with these Beatitudes, Jesus challenges the notion of who is blessed by God. You know, in this long list of blessings, Jesus does not lift up the powerful. Instead, Jesus offers blessing to the poor in spirit, the meek, those who mourn. And we hear a similar reversal in Paul's letter to the Corinthians. You know, Paul says that God chooses that which is weak, which is foolish, even that which is despised, rather than choosing the strong and the wise. You know, we may think with our own human assumptions that we know what is best and who is blessed, but Jesus and Paul remind us that our ways are not necessarily God's ways. And which leads me to the second thing I really appreciate about these Beatitudes. And that is that Jesus reminds us 
that we all are blessed. Each and every one of us. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes I tend to fall into the trap of comparing myself to somebody else, or maybe even just comparing myself to the standards of our society. And I tell you what, when I do that, I always fall short. You know, I'm not good enough or smart enough or talented enough, and I realize that someone out there is going to be better at everything than me. But, say Paul and Jesus, those standards of the world are not God's standards. No, we are blessed. And we are blessed not because of what we have achieved. We are blessed because we are beloved children of God. We are blessed in those times when we are feeling good and confident and We are blessed in those times when we struggle to get out of bed. We are blessed when we are strongly fighting for justice. And we are blessed when we are feeling meek and powerless. We are blessed. Now, I find that these Beatitudes are so rich. They're so that it really is hard to truly comprehend all that Jesus is saying when you just sort of read them rapid fire in a list, which is basically what I just did. So I want to take some time to look at just a few of the Beatitudes this morning. I want to take some time to think about who is included in this vastness of blessing. Jesus was making sure that we know that all are blessed. I'm going to borrow today from a couple of different preachers, Douglas Gay and Nadia Boltzweber. They have both written lists of extensive blessings that sort of help to expand on what Jesus included in his blessings. So I'm going to read them for you. I'm going to read them rather slowly to give you a chance in the silence of your own heart to maybe add your own blessings to the list. Perhaps offer a prayer for those mentioned in this list of blessings. Maybe even to simply pause and give thanks to God for God's abundant grace and love and blessing. Now, as I read these lists of blessings, I invite you to close your eyes if that's comfortable for you. Or up here, I'm going to have some pictures of the Beatitudes. Now, this is a series of pictures by an artist named Hyatt Moore. And he was actually commissioned by a pastor friend of his to, uh, to create a picture for each blessing. I've been having some technical difficulties, so I'm going to go over here. I'm going to show you just five of these blessings. But I want to start by showing you the entire series. I know it's small. Don't worry too much about that. But what it is, is for each of the Beatitudes, Hyatt Moore has drawn a face. And the faces are different genders, they're different ages, they're different races. And you'll note that each of the Beatitudes is a different color. But when lined up together, it covers the entire color spectrum. And so with his art, Hyatt Moore is reminding us that all are included in God's abundant love. All are blessed. So we start with Jesus' first beatitude. Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who doubt, those who aren't sure, who can still be surprised. Blessed are those who believe they have nothing to offer. Blessed are those who feel their own unworthiness. Blessed are you if you think you may not deserve to be here this morning. Blessed are those for whom nothing seems to be working. Blessed are those who know they have fallen short. Blessed are the poor in spirit. You are of heaven, and Jesus blesses you. 
Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are those for whom death is not an abstraction. Blessed are those who have buried their loved ones. Blessed are those whose hearts are not made of stone. Blessed are those who don't have the luxury of taking things for granted anymore. Blessed are those who can't fall apart because they have to keep it together for everyone else. Blessed are those who have regret. Blessed are those who still aren't over it yet. Blessed are those who mourn. You are of heaven, and Jesus blesses you. Jesus said, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who no one else notices. The kids who sit alone at middle school lunch tables, the laundry guys at the hospital, the people who sleep on the street. Blessed are the parts of ourselves that don't want to make eye contact with a world that only loves the winners. Blessed are those who know when they have had enough. Blessed are those who need others. Blessed are those not so full of themselves that they don't have room for others. Blessed are the forgotten. Blessed are the unemployed, the unimpressive, the underrepresented. Blessed are the meek. You are of heaven, and Jesus blesses you. Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the wrongly accused, the ones who never catch a break, the ones for whom life is hard. Blessed are those who fight racism and sexism and ageism and all kinds of other isms. Blessed are those who want the world turned upside down. Blessed are those who host the tables where all are fed and no one is turned away. Blessed are foster kids and trophy kids and differently abled kids and relatively average kids and every other kid who just wants to feel safe and loved and never does. Blessed are those who know there has to be more than this. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. You are of heaven, and Jesus blesses you. Jesus said, blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are those who make terrible business decisions for the sake of people. Blessed are the burnt-out social workers and the overworked teachers and the pro bono case-takers. Blessed are those who step between the bullies and the bullied. Blessed are those who give us another chance. Blessed are those who want the best for others. Blessed are those who take the time to understand. Blessed is everyone who has ever forgiven me, even when I did not deserve it. Blessed are the merciful. You are of heaven, and Jesus blesses you. And finally, blessed are you who come here to this table, to the Lord's Supper, to share in the bread and cup together. Christ is here for you and the power of the Holy Spirit to meet you and to bless you. May it be so. Let us pray.
Loving God, we have been reminded today that your blessings are often not what we expect and that they rarely come when we expect them. We give you thanks for your unexpected blessing. May each one of us know the fullness of that blessing and the depth of your love for us today and every day. Amen.
You may be seated. As we move into this time of communion, know one and all that we have an open table, which is to say, you don't need to be a member of this congregation to partake. You don't need to be righteous by some set of standards to partake. What you need is simply to desire to partake of this feast. Not to prove who you are, but to seek a deeper spirit and a greater way, healing, wholeness, blessing, you might say. When it's time, your role will be dismissed and simply come down the center aisle and take the bread and the cup in your time and, and, and or dip it in the cup, I'm, I should say, and, and take of it whenever you feel so led. Bethany and I will each be standing up front should you like a time of personal prayer or blessing. If you prefer or need to be served in your seat, just wave at us and we have an usher who will come and deliver the elements to you. It's an old tradition in the church that we don't come to this table unless we've been reconciled. And one of the symbols that we do to remind ourselves of that is we pass the peace of Christ to one another. That we might be at peace as one body before we partake of the Son of Peace. So with that in mind, would you please turn to your neighbor and share the peace of Christ? And also with you. So when I offer communion elements, I often say this is the bread of life and this is the cup of blessing, the cup of blessing. So come to this table, come whether you are rich or poor in spirit, come whether you celebrate or mourn, come as you are, come and be blessed. God be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to God. Let us pray. Praise to you, O God, womb of the universe, creator of all things, all things which you have named good. We stand in the glow of the miracle of your creation, every scene a new reflection of you and your eternal love, yet present in this moment. We claim our original blessing as made in your image, And we endeavor to accept this truth about ourselves as well as this same truth about others. We give thanks for those you've sent to remind us of this. For the chances to return to a good and blessed path, we give thanks. To return to our true selves, to retune to the sound of your voice. We give you thanks for Jesus of Nazareth, in whom we recognize your fullness did dwell. We praise you for the cosmic Christ, present wherever the material and the divine coexist, 
all around us and within us if we would just learn to look with our God-given eyes. Pour out your Holy Spirit now upon these gifts of bread and cup. This, your gift as well of gathered community, together which constitutes this holy communion. Join our hearts and our wills as we join our voices, connecting us to the communion of saints, connecting us to God, connecting us to those of all times in all places, joining choirs of angels singing together. Remember, on the last night of his life, Jesus gathered with his disciples, and as they ate, he took the bread, and after giving thanks for it, he blessed it, and he broke it, and he gave it to them, saying, take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this, remembering me. In the same manner, after they had supped, Jesus took the cup and said, this cup is the new covenant. Sealed in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Each time you drink of it, remember me. For as often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord saving life, death, and resurrection until he comes. Come, for all things are ready. See the glory of our Lord and God. 
Let us pray. Loving God, having been nourished here at your table, may we be no longer broken but made whole, no longer exiles but citizens of your kingdom, no longer strangers but family in Christ. Amen. As always, there is a lot going on in the life of this community. We have a congregational meeting following the service, so I'll try to keep my remarks here brief. You are invited to stay after the postlude and grab some coffee or tea and a snack and then come to the front of the sanctuary if you're going to stay for the meeting. The meeting is open to anyone. Uh, It's just that members are the only ones who are allowed to vote, but you're welcome to be here and encouraged to be here even if you are not a member. You may notice when you go to the back to have your coffee or tea that we've got a nice sign and brochure explaining where the coffee comes from. It's come from um, a business and ministry really called Cafe Justo, and you can learn more about it back, uh, back there. Um, Carol Kaufman has been a champion of this in the church, and you can always talk to her about that. I'm hoping she'll lead a little... Yeah. Hey, look at that. Wow. Um, I, I think she's going to hopefully lead a class sometime after worship where she can tell the story, and it's a really remarkable story, um, and so that might, that might pique your interest 
Uh, I think I've said most of what I want to say. Please do look through your bulletin uh, uh, this week and every week. Check the website frequently. Follow us on social media, simply so you can stay more deeply connected to the vital life and ministry of this church. And with that, I invite you to rise in body or spirit for our closing hymn, number 852. One other note about our congregational meeting. We will have child care if that's important to you. Muhaber is planning to meet all the kids out on the playground. So go ahead and take your kids there and then come back for the meeting. And as you go from this place, know that the love of God, who is our creator, Jesus Christ, our redeemer, the Holy Spirit, our sustainer, goes with you now and always. Amen. Amen.